Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, thanks all to all of you for tuning us in and turning us on as you do so often every week, multiple times a week. And I want to thank all of you weekend listeners that listen to the show, all of our encore shows, and continue to call in. And thank you so much for doing that. Um, one of the things that's really kind of cool is when you actually call in on the weekend, you will actually get me. And that's kind of an interesting uh, thing for me as well. It's great to meet all of you from all over the world. And thank you so much for your support of the Dr. Pat Show and our network, TransformationTalkRadio.com. You know, we've done a lot of shows um, over the years. And I will say, I think I'm up to about 6,000 shows uh, or more uh, interviews that I've had. And, and I was asked a question the other day. I was asked the question, you know, do you ever get tired of this? You know, what is it about what you do that so um, keeps you motivated? And so, you know, for me, what I said was every day, every day on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio is a new day. It's a new day. There's a new conversation. You know, there's someone else out there that I get to meet, like my guest today, who is doing groundbreaking work, who completely understands where we are in our society today and what needs to change. And so I learned every day. I learned something from someone that I chat with on a daily basis. And I don't think it gets much better than that. Today, Dr. John Friel is joining me here today, and he's joining me as someone that knows quite a bit about change. You know, his life, his work, and what he stands for is to bring us a perspective that we can all take a look at and ask ourselves questions about the lives we live and what it means to take that life to the next level. Today, we're going to talk about many things, but you know, for me, the book that I have in front of me is called The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice, and I love, love, love the title of this book, and we'll get into that. For many people, and this is true especially for women, just saying the word power gives us a little creepy feeling. And this is something that I've discovered in all of my years consulting in organizations working with HR. But what if you put power and grace in one thought, in one sentence? What does it bring forth? Well, Dr. John today is joining me here today because he knows a bit about this. And what is it when we put power into play without grace or graciousness? What do we get? Why do these two behaviors, these two ideas have to come together? And let's just talk a little bit about this and we'll get right into it. You know, what is it that is out in the world today that makes us so want to create a change that dulls nasty and helps us understand nice a bit better? Dr. John, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on. 
Hey, I want to start with a question that probably you've not been asked before. Um, I was reading an article, and I think it came through Psychology Today. And I think I was reading it, I don't know, maybe about a week ago. And what it said was that uh, there is a movement right now to remove narcissism from uh, uh, the the personality disorder category list. And they go on to make an argument, and they say the reason that we there are some psychologists, some people that think narcissism needs to be removed is because it's not abnormal anymore. It uh-huh. seems to be the norm in society. Therefore, it doesn't fit the criteria. What do you think about that, Dr. John? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I read that article. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, no, I know. I've, I've heard the same thing, and uh, I couldn't disagree more. Um, me, me either. <laughs> you know, I mean, there there are a lot of really bad things that have that human beings have done to one another over the last two hundred thousand years, and I think there are certain universal principles and values that we we need to have that don't change, and um, the ability to empathize with other human beings is. A, a, a evolutionary biological necessity for for us as Homo sapiens. I mean, it's actually part of being a mammal, let alone a, a human a human mammal. And so that the, the resonance between the limbic systems or the the feeling parts of the brain between two people is essential for our mental health, for our immune system functioning, for for all kinds of things. And narcissism, one of the key traits of narcissism is um, the inability or, or a, a, a blunted ability to empathize with others. And so I, I, I mean, I, I ask you that question because what we're getting ready to talk about is so, it's so pertinent to that argument that's being yeah. brought forth by some psychologists. But I'm in the same camp you are. Um, isn't it interesting how we are now categorizing our culture? I mean, don't don't you even find that interesting that we're able to say most people are narcissists? I, I'm not saying it, but uh, but that there would be a statement that says, look, you know, there are people, for the most part, we think it's the majority of people, who are pretty much a demonstrating narcissistic behavior. I don't know if I believe that either. Where are you on that, Dr. I, I don't. I don't either. I mean, everybody has a certain degree of narcissism, so it's on a continuum. I mean, we never completely... Uh, release all of our narcissism, even right up until the day we die, and it's part of, you know, it's it's you know, one of our or both of our mentors over the last twenty five years would always remind us in case consultation sessions that um, the ability to tolerate and handle and learn from disappointment is what separates the men and the women from the boys and the girls, and it's what separates people who are getting healthier from those who are not. Because disappointment is a fundamental part of life. The biggest one, of course, is that we die. Um, and yeah. to be able to accept that and, and yeah. accept it with grace is what is what distinguishes somebody who's really narcissistic from somebody who isn't. But we all have narcissism to some degree. The problem is when it becomes so, the degree becomes so great that we start having the inability to really empathize with others and especially with the effects of our own behavior on others. And I don't think that describes everybody. I think it's a particularly American problem. Um, 
And, you know, the more I interact with people from other cultures, uh, the more I can see that. Uh, but certainly, you know, everybody has it to some degree. I mean, we all have our pet beliefs and ideologies, and the more we uh, are inflexible about those, the more narcissistic we are. Well, you know, I love having this conversation with you because the book, you know, and the book I'm referring to, for those of you just tuning in, Dr. John Friel is joining me here today. And the book that I have in front of me, just so you all know, uh, is co-authored by uh, him and Linda. And uh, it's called The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice, Replacing Entitlement, Narcissism, and and Incivility with Knowledge, Caring, and Genuine Self-Esteem. I want to I want to talk to you about this before we get into the meat of this because I was so touched by your dedication uh, of the book. Oh right. And I, I, I and I, I I would really I would really feel like not honoring um, you know Dr. James uh, Maddock without having a conversation with you about this before we get started. I mean, you clearly have have been influenced. Um, by his message, his work. And I wanted to ask you the significance and importance of, of the work that, uh, that, that he's done and also how that has shaped or, or sculpted who you are today. Well, Jim and his wife, Noelle Larson, were, uh, Jim died three years ago. And Noelle, of course, is still working uh, in, in the same field that they have pioneered in for 30 years now. And what they've done is they uh, have taken what's called an ecological systemic approach to the treatment of highly complex family systems, including uh, incest and domestic violence, but of course also simply couples and marriage and family. And the, the thing that's unique about that approach is that and it doesn't matter whether you're doing individual therapy with one person for their depression or anxiety or if you're doing family therapy or you're doing treatment in an alcohol treatment center. If you don't take a, a systemic approach, an ecological approach, you as a therapist or I as a therapist will miss some of the most important parts of what's going on in that person's life because we are not, um, you know, islands unto ourselves. We're mm-hmm. all interconnected with other people. And to to understand the context that the person lives in, what it's like, what their culture is like, what their family is like, because every family system is different, has different rules, to, to not take that into account is to miss a, a lot. And so what, what they've done is they, uh, Jim and Noel, basically have taken an extremely powerful and uh, encompassing way of looking at the world, a systems approach, which, by the way, is the same approach you would use to understand particle physics or, you know, astrophysics and everything in between, biological systems, and the, the rules of systems are all, always the same. And to take that approach uh, and then to put it into, uh, you know, Therapeutic terms and therapeutic methods is just pure genius. And, and on top of that, Jim, as we said in the, the dedication, is, is the finest person we've ever met, the finest man we've ever met in our lives. I mean, I, we, we certainly cried more at his memorial service at the University of Minnesota than, than all of the funerals of our parents combined. I mean, he was uh, 
brilliant, trained at the University of Chicago, extremely, um, but extremely kind and caring and warm and was basically not just a great therapist, but also a great teacher. Well, you know, I wanted to talk about that because it really sets the foundation for, you know, what we're going to talk about in your book uh, today in the show. And also, you know, for the work that you do uh, in the world, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is this idea of power and grace. Why now? Why now? I mean, because I've heard the term power, I've heard the term grace. Olivia Newton-John's, one of her favorite CDs, is called Grace and Gratitude. But here we are, power and grace. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Can these two things coexist? Well, maybe a better question for, for all of us out there is why should they exist in our lives today? What happens when you have one without the other, what is it that we've created as a standard for operating? And what do we need to do to rise up to change it? You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. And uh, I have a great, great guest today, Dr. John Friel. The book is The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice, or Nasty or Nice. And we'll talk about what all of this means. And, and let me just leave you with this thought. Is it okay to feel entitled? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an E, Taylor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. 
If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining us here today. And I am so thrilled to be speaking with my very special guest, one of the co-authors of The Power and Grace Between Nasty or Nice. And this idea that we have. Thank you, Dr. John, for joining us here today. Oh, you're um, welcome. I said a couple of things before the break, and I, I guess I want to just jump right into it. Um, and, and I think let's start out with this idea of entitlement, because you know this is part of what we, what you're talking about, replacing entitlement, narcissism, so forth and so on. But I want to talk about entitlement for, for a minute, because I'm one of these people that thinks entitlement has gotten a bad rap. Oh, for sure. It's it, you know what, what we try to to convey in this book over and over and over is that uh, 180 degrees from sick is still sick. That the opposite of dysfunctional is dysfunctional. When you get out of the extremes, that's when you have trouble. So, people who have a, a distorted sense of entitlement, where they believe they're entitled to everything, like a lot of middle and upper middle class kids in the U.S. now, or people who don't have their sense of entitlement is distorted in the other direction and so they don't believe they're entitled to anything that's just as bad and that can come from neglect and abuse in childhood and um you know and family messages so entitlement is a good thing unless it's in the extreme yeah and let's talk about this for a minute and this is really the the direction i'm trying to take this right now and bring us to the you know to to what you address here you know in our in our society here in america you know there are um there there are folks out there that would say dr john and i know you you know this from your work years of work that we just we feel like we're special you know, we feel like we're entitled. We could actually, you know, categorize the uh, the American society as being the theme for Radiohead song Creep. But, <laughs> you know, the point is that, uh, and the question I guess I want to ask you is, are we changing the definition of entitlement? And here's what I mean. You know, we have corporations, we have school systems, we have the government that says, you're not entitled to health care. You're not actually entitled to your pension. You have to get rid of this idea of entitlement. Oh, and by the way, uh, we may change all of the rules of the game, even if you can't adapt and adjust to them. So I want to talk about this for a minute because it seems to be showing up, especially over the last four years, or maybe not. Am I off on this? No, I don't think so. I think I think there has been... Uh... An incredible, incredibly loud, vocal, um, fairly large minority of people in this country that, and I think they've been, a lot of them have been duped um, into believing that somehow it's a sign of weakness if we care about one another. Mm -hmm. And in fact, 
uh, again, what the biological research shows and the brain research and evolutionary biology tells us is that to not care for one another is really dumb. And it's a bad genetic strategy for trying to survive on the planet. And and what what this vocal group has done is to say that we are being weak and spoiled if we care for one another. So during the Republican primaries, um, you know, the audience said, "Let him die if he doesn't have health insurance." For right, example. exactly. And and what that's come in that that's that's exactly what this book is about. It's about victim and perpetrator dynamics. It's about power without graciousness and graciousness without power, and then what's in the middle when you combine power and grace and you get somebody who's, you know, a phenomenal human being, which we are all capable of doing, by the way. So there's a lot of bullying, I think, and bullying from corporations or politicians uh, or bullying at home is basically driven by the same thing that drives some of us to be victims, which is being little emotionally mm-hmm. and, and being frightened mm-hmm. and, and uh, poorly informed. Mm-hmm. You get people who are scared and you know, frightened and poorly informed, and you can pretty much bully them into doing all kinds of things, and then they become bullies along with you. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this, uh, you know, from a, from a pop culture perspective. And then I really want to get into the idea of power and grace. There has been a lot made in recently, and let's just talk dollars from a Hollywood perspective on what makes money in the movies and what doesn't. And what folks are pointing to, whether it be the Hunger Games, the Twilight series, or the Avengers, and the latest Spider-Man. They are pointing to the idea of hero, heroine, whatever you want to call it. But there is clearly a, fan, a, a, a passion or, how should I say, a just complete attraction to movies of this nature right now. Right. And, I, and I want to ask you, I mean, is it because we feel we're missing something? What is it that's happening? Not to mention the special effects are good, but I think there's something <laughs> else operating here, don't you think? Well, yeah, well, I think, you know, when, when people feel powerless, mm-hmm. we want to have some identification with power. Mm-hmm. You know, so Superman uh, grew out of, you know, all the power struggles, you know, leading up to World War II. And um, I think the same thing is going on now. A lot of people are feeling disconnected and... Uh, powerless and the economy and people are struggling and they they are they've lost their health care or they never had it in the first place they've lost their job they don't have the power to organize and and so i think those kinds of films are especially uh, attractive right now because of that well you know power and grace in the same in the same sentence you know most people would take a look at this and say there's a dissonance here but the way that you're approaching this has to do with the interaction or the relationship of this. Exactly, yeah. That's why, you know, the ecological systemic approach to, to therapy and to life in general is so, I think, much more valid. If you take 
power. Power is a good thing, and control is a good thing. It's just part of life. We all have power and control, or we need to have power and control to be an effective, functioning person, you know, organism. And so if, if your, your ability to keep the weather from freezing you to death or overheating you is control, and the ability to uh, make money is, and, and feed your family is power. Uh, the ability to influence people is power. The ability to protect yourself is control. So power and control are there all the time. The question is, what happens when they get out of whack and become too extreme? So when you have power without kindness and graciousness and empathy, you just have a bully. And you have somebody who can overpower everybody and bully them and frighten them and intimidate them and... Uh, you know, you look at North Korea and, and uh, places like that, and it's just pure bullying and pure authoritarian autocratic power. The other extreme is graciousness or kindness without power. And if you're just gracious and kind without some kind of power, then you're going to wind up being a victim. When you put the two together, you have uh, an effective, compassionate, caring human being who may be like Gandhi, whose power comes from not being violent, but by taking a stand and having a moral imperative. So it's, it's really important for people to understand that we all need to have power, but we need to temper it with kindness and empathy and concern for one another. One of the things you talk about in the book, and I think this is related to what you just said, you know, you talk about the idea, you talk about worry and you talk about fear. Um, One of the things I was struck by is, you know, you say people do bad things to each other or let others do bad things to them because they are afraid and lack knowledge. Let's talk about this for a minute because you and I have heard many, many people uh, in the media talk about the level of fear that people are living with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I heard a statistic the other day that said, you know, fasten your seatbelt when the economy, when people really believe the economy is turning around, watch the divorce rate go through the roof. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about this idea. uh, If everyone is walking around with a veneer of worry, a veneer of fear, a veneer of insecurity, what does that mean for us? in terms of our behavior in the society. Let's take a short break. We're going to talk about that with Dr. John when we come back. I'm going to let you give you lots of information on the book and his website. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by the book is The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back, and we're going to take that conversation of fear and worry right on, and what can you do about it? We'll be right back. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. 
And and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single-origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium, animal communicator, Elizabeth Anglin. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. Tune in to Dialogue Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, 4 Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Dialogue Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Dialogue Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution. Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's so really cool to be here talking with Dr. John right now. You know, he and um, 
Linda are the co-authors of the book, The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice. Before we go ahead, um, Dr. John, and really tackle this uh, next conversation about worry and fear, would you mind taking a moment to give out your website and let folks know how they can get copy of, uh, copies of the book? Okay, yeah, the website is uh, Clear Life, like this is your life, clearlife.com. And probably the best way to get the book would be from Amazon.com or one of the local bookstores, Barnes & Noble. Amazon has it on the Kindle version. Um, you know, any of the online bookstores have it. Um, and I think most of the, the actual paper <laughs> bookstores have it also. Excellent. Um, thank you for joining me here today. Uh, before the break, I was talking about worry and fear. Yep. And, you know, I think that we've used the term or try to capture the idea of what fear really means in our current society in many ways. You also talk about gay marriages in the book as well and and what level of fear actually comes about from even thinking about legalizing gay marriage in this country. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, where does the conversation start and stop? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is we have now generations of young people that are coming into their teen years that have grown up with such levels of fear, fear of terrorism, you know, fear of, of being able to care for themselves, fear of the future. Yeah. Where has this taken us? Well, you know, I, 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 I'm... Um... After 9-11, September 11th, 2001, I gave a talk a couple of weeks later to a large audience, professional audience, and I said, uh, where was one of the safest places you could be, could have been on, on 9-11? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people give all these different answers, and I say, how about an airplane? And, and, Statistically, where, where would one of the safest places be three days after 9-11, after they started flying planes again? It would be on an airplane. And yet, I had clients with MD degrees and PhDs and, you know, you name it, who would not fly anywhere because of their fear. And we have, we are, in this country, we are so safety conscious and we are so spoiled and so used to having everything go our way that the, the, the basic anxiety of being alive on the planet, which everybody has, has gotten paralyzing for a lot of us. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that shows up, you, know, you, you look at gay marriage, I've said this for years, for decades, how could, how could somebody else's marriage threaten yours? Right. I mean, what kind of marriage would I have to Linda if somebody down the street, you know, two guys down the street got married? How would that threaten my marriage? It's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense unless your own concept of marriage is based on being emotionally pretty, pretty frightened and pretty little. Mm-hmm. Where you need to have some external set of rules that tell you tell you how you should be living your life all the time, and 
I think people should have those rules, but they should be internalized. You know, we should be kind to one another uh, if we're Christians or if we're Buddhists or or if, if we're Jews. We should be kind to one another because that's that's what's in being a human being. It's necessary for our survival. And then the religious belief helps to support that. But if the only reason people are being kind to each other is because they're Christians, we're all in trouble. And well, I, think- I mean, it's an interesting thing to think about, too, you know, from, from the point of view of what really, what really conjures up fear in the minds and the hearts of people. Um, yeah. I mean, this also ties back into, you know, what you and I started to talk about before, this level of veneer of fear in our corporate society. You know, it's hard for me to imagine many people right now in the workplace, uh, and there are some, some that feel they're protected, that aren't worried about um, their own livelihood. Do you think, right. I mean, what has been the effect of this, where people well, have it- been sitting on the edge? Well, obviously, for one thing, it's incredibly stressful. It it puts families under incredible stress. You know, the, the incidence of of um, alcoholism or drinking problems, anyway, and family violence always go up under those circumstances. And the the sad thing is, is that if you look at Germany, for example, which is by far the 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 one successful country in the European Union and has the, one of the strongest economies in the world, their policies for for the last I think it's the last fifteen years at least have been to make sure that even during economic downturns, people don't get fired. So the government cooperates with corporations, union members sit on corporate boards. And they make sure that there's enough money in that company so that people don't get fired. They may change the number of hours that people work, but everybody takes care of one another. And so they have a strong economy. You can call it socialist if you want, but really what it is is it's a mix of of very strong capitalism along with socialism. And and socialism just means we're going to care about each other, which is not a nasty thing. I, I... it, it boggles the mind, my mind anyway, that people could call themselves Christians and then laugh and say, let him die because he doesn't have health insurance. Jesus Christ would be rolling over in his grave had he not already risen from it. Well, isn't that interesting that we, we actually uh, become contradictions? Yes. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's the idea of power without grace. Yep. That's right, right. It's bullying. You know, and the, the interesting thing about the U.S. is that uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, who wrote Democracy in America uh, uh, in 1835, there's a quote that we've used uh, in several of our books, and he wrote, Americans are forever brooding over advantages they do not possess. It, it is strange to see with what feverish ardor the Americans pursue their own welfare and to watch the vague dread that constantly torments them lest they should not have chosen the shortest path which may lead to it. In other words, we have been anxiously worrying about keeping up with the Joneses for a couple of hundred years here. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's yeah. part of the American character that is not part of other nations. And people in other countries that we visit are, are say it's kind of embarrassing for us to be that way, where we, where we constantly have to be worrying about having enough when we have more than almost anyone else on the planet. Mm. And, that's, and the anxiety is that dread that, that de Tocqueville talked about. Mm. So, so, we're, so we're worried about having more and more stuff, and while we're doing it, we're letting each other die for lack of medical care or because we're not willing to cut our hours a little bit so that the guy next to us doesn't lose his job and, um, you know, pull, pull together as a community and, and have care. And care is what gives us buoyancy to make it through life. Do you think that we've actually, and let's talk about this to kind of pull, pull everything together because I think this is really interesting. Do, do you think that we have actually created sort of a, a new, um, hmm, what do I want to call it, neurosis or anxiety level that we probably don't even have a term for at this point? But, you know, because we live with the level of uncertainty, we're always trying to figure out how to cover our basis. And sometimes yeah, yeah. we do that at the expense of other people. I mean, we're looking at it in our government. We're looking at it, I mean, in school districts where teachers' pays is getting cut, programs are getting cut. I mean, what is it we don't trust here? Well, I, I, I think we, we basically have a hard time with surrender. You know, we basically have a hard time admitting to ourselves as Americans that Maybe we don't have all the answers. Right, okay. So you you look at our performance in math and science and reading worldwide, and it's dropped to anywhere between 20th and 30th. And yet most uh, American school kids still believe they are number one, Mm -hmm. like they did 20 years ago when they weren't number one either. But now we're even worse. So we've got this kind of national narcissism where we think we're we're the, the absolute best of the best, when in fact, this is a great country, and we have great resources, and we have uh, a form of religious tolerance that a lot of countries don't have. So we are a great country, but we are not better than everybody else as human beings. And, that, and, and we're also very practical, but we aren't very good at emotions or spirituality and so when we face the fact that life is bigger than all of us we trip and fall and and get terrified and then paralyzed and then we start doing awful things to each other wow you know we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to talk about how you can infuse your life with power and grace what does it mean what is a what are some of the actions you could take today to move your life to a level that will truly embrace this idea of self-esteem and, and happiness in a way maybe that you know most of us are so longing for right now. Well, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And as I said before, the book is called The Power and Grace Between Nasty or Nice. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. 
They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. Gratitude asks abundance, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which offers you the ability to multiply yourself according to your desires. I am that which sees you everywhere I lay my glance. I am that which opens wide the arms to you so that you can express your nature constantly. Gratitude is on a mission to create unlimited abundance by allowing it to circulate through you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this unlimited creative potential every single day? Stimulate the energy of the essence of gratitude in your life by expressing your own desires of abundance and placing them in our seven spheres of gratitude origami box, which emanates powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at ExplorationGratitude.com. Tune in each week on Wednesdays at 12 Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And Dr. Peggy will lead you through the maze of info on topics from allergies and antioxidants to zinc and xylitol and all points in between. Providing you with simple solutions to help you achieve optimal health for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit SimpleHealthNetwork.com to take your health back and get your copy of Dr. Peggy's amazing cookbook, OMG, That's Allergy free how would you like increased health and vitality how would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process this is all possible through a simple safe and natural process Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health 
Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com, uh, drpatlive.com, or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, joining me here today, uh, one of the um, authors of the book, The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice. I mean, this is a book that is so relevant to what is going on in the hearts, the minds, and the lives of so many people. And I'm so glad to have Dr. John Friel joining me here today because, you know, this is a conversation that rips across the headlines, charges through our corporations, hits the very core of existence for young people and and the elderly, and really talks to the issues of what it means to bring power and grace together. And Dr. John, thank you for joining me here today. We haven't even talked about the impact on the elderly. I hope you'll come back. I would love to actually do a whole show on that because they have clearly become the invisible part of our culture. So thank yeah. you for joining me here today. You're I wanted to bring this together in the conversation of, power, of graciousness and power and how you've seen it come together, and why it's important for this to come together now. Well, it's especially important because as the world shrinks, um, they're, you know, people are, are, their anxiety is going up because they're afraid they're going to lose their job or even their identity. You know, the, the, there are more babies born in the U.S. that are not Caucasian now than are, and these are just normal patterns that have happened over thousands of years, but, but we're all so interconnected that, you know, and, and, and again, in this country, we've, we've felt so insulated from the rest of the world that as the world kind of, kind of comes in and starts merging with us, we're all getting really scared, and some of us are getting scared and doing some really bad things, um, like getting filled with hatred and letting their fear and their terror cause them to do really awful things to other people. Mm. And, and the, the only way around that is to, is to transcend some of those really minor differences like skin color or language and realize that all of us are human beings and that we're all, we all basically want the same thing. We want enough food for ourselves and our families and we want a roof over our heads and we want to be free from war and uh, disease as much as possible. So we all want the same thing and history has proven that the more we cooperate as human beings, the more successful we are as a species in making life better for everybody. That's true in a marriage, it's true in a family system, it's true in a neighborhood and in a state, and in a country, and in a geopolitical sense. So 
helpful for many people listening to the show that find themselves caught between, and I've heard this over and over again, I know you have too, between a rock and a hard place. Um, it doesn't seem like there, there's, uh, there's, there's much more to go. But it's really interesting, Dr. John. I, I, I got the uh, opportunity to be up in uh, Port Towns, a very beautiful place in the state of Washington, and go on a, an expedition on the coastline and the lowest tide uh, of the year. So you got to see tide pools and certain things. And we were encouraged to lift up the rocks. And right. when you lifted up the rock, right, Dr. John, you lifted that rock up. What you found underneath that rock was astonishing. I mean, aren't we really at the same place where we're just not really seeing all of the complications of this that lie underneath the rock? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when it, when it comes down to, you know, what, what are some practical tips for, for the average person, um, you know, we have to ask a couple of things. One are you are you stuck more in the victim role where mm-hmm. where you're letting people take advantage of you and you're getting hurt over and over and over again in the same way and or are you caught in more of the perpetrator role where you are getting what you think is everything you want except that you're lonely and angry and you push everyone away with your anger and your power and control and you scare people and you wonder why you're on your fourth marriage or, or whatever and can't seem to make it work. And for those who are stuck in the victim role, unfortunately there are a number of therapists that think the cure for that is to turn the client into a perpetrator or a bully. So you gotta get tough, you gotta you know, you gotta push people back, you gotta go pound on your parents and tell them how they ruined your childhood and that kind of stuff. Whereas Doing it with power and grace might mean that you had a very gentle, kind, uh, but effective talk with your parents and said that there are some things that really hurt you when you were a kid and you just need to say that, but that you also love them. You know, there's a difference between saying, right now I'm really mad at you and it doesn't mean I don't love you and it doesn't mean I'm going to divorce you, but I'm... I'm really mad at you right now, and what you did really hurt, and it's got to stop. That putting the and in there and saying both and, I love you and I'm mad at you about this, is power and grace. Saying I hate your effing guts and I don't ever want to see you again is raw bullying and and it's hurtful. Right. being too nice and just letting yourself be steamrolled and bullied so that you've got knots in your stomach and irritable bowel syndrome and all that stuff is not good either. So it's, you know, the power and graciousness is about becoming a really effective human being but acting from your best self as much as you can. That's what we challenge our clients to do is to be your best self even if your partner is not. Well, let's talk about, you know, for our listeners here today. Well, first of all, let me thank you for joining me here today. It's been an enormous honor uh, to be able to have this conversation with you, Dr. John. Thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, thank you. I want to ask you this one last question. Uh, And again, please remind our listeners how they can find copies of, uh, get a copy of your book and find out more about your work. But the question I want to ask you is, is your personal message. What would you love to leave our listeners with today? What is your personal message for folks? 
the, the personal message is that as a species, we human beings must never forget what hard science is now proving, that we need to care for one another in order to survive that species that care for one another and that care for the least of these, it's been proven, are more likely to preserve their genetic, the gene pool, than species that don't. And as soon as you start thinking about caring about one another, then you, you can't just bully, but you also can't just be a victim. So I think the personal message is we need to start caring about one another but doing it in ways that we don't lose ourselves in the process. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Please give out your website one more time for our it's, listeners. It's uh, clearlife, C-L-E-A-R-L-I-F-E dot com. Wow. Thank you so much. I want to mention to everybody out there, the book is called The Power and Grace Between Nasty and Nice. And uh, please check out uh, Dr. Friel's website, uh, this book is really an eye-opener for so many of us uh, to give us an idea of how we can keep our balance and keep our power. And also, please go check out the work that he's doing. And if you're having any trouble in your life at all and you need to really get to a point of resolution, please make sure you contact them. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, for more information about the Dr. Pacho go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. I used to be afraid and now I love. I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love. I no longer fear. Thank you. <laughs> 